it's kind of like a breakup, right? Like you need to surround yourself with people and whether that be like family, friends, support systems. Hey there, and welcome back to the Career Therapy Podcast. My name is Martin McGovern, and we are back with another episode, another part in the series of Life After Layoff. Today, we have Gabrielle Boitala. She is a human resource generalist at Amount, and she's going to be telling us about a layoff that she went through a little over a year ago. Gabrielle, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to chat. Um, we always like to kick off these conversations with the most infamous job search question, which is, of course, tell me about yourself. So let, uh, <laughs> let the listeners know a little bit about you. Yeah. So thank you, Martin. I'm super excited to be on the podcast. So who is Gabrielle? Um, I am a daughter, a friend, um, sorority sister, partner. Um, and I'm passionate about corporate responsibility, community engagement, um, social justice, environmental sustainability. Um, I love being outside, love going camping, hiking, exploring new places, um, love being in the kitchen, dancing around, cooking. Um, that's who I am, but what I do for a career is focused on human resources at amount. Um, so I am responsible for the payroll process that happens at amount, um, the holistic onboarding experience of new employees, and trying to weave in more of my passion for corporate responsibility within my role as well. So really excited to dive more into that um, and really engage our employees. Amazing. That's a long, a long list of really cool things about you. Um, what is something recent that you've cooked while dancing it up in the kitchen? Oh, um, my favorite and I guess most recent thing that I've cooked is some curry. So I love, it's probably my favorite thing to cook. I feel like when I'm cooking, I just throw things into a pan and hope that it works out. So I really <laughs> don't go by the recipe as probably closely as I should, but it ends up working out. So. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm very much the opposite. I'm like, how many exact onions do I put in this crock pot? But uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'm really excited to get into it. Um, you mentioned that you, you know, you handle a lot of things around onboarding, around corporate responsibility, payroll. You're you're definitely in that human resources side of things, and you've also been through a layoff yourself. So I I think we have a lot of really interesting ground to cover in this conversation, both with what you're doing today in building experiences for people and and think and experiences that you've gone through in the past as well. So I'm kind of curious, you know, as you're thinking about onboarding experiences, let's let's start with onboarding before we get into offboarding. Um, <laughs> what what do you think matters most or what do you pay attention to the most when you're thinking about building great experiences you know, for employees? That's a good question. I think one of the most important things is um, while your onboarding experience is like the first face, first experience of that employees are having, I think it's important to also be really transparent and not just put up a business um, professional side and show that your company is humanistic. Um, you know, there's um, things going on within the company and different resources, but ultimately just 
being transparent and showing your employees who you are at your core, what you're passionate about, what our employee culture is like, um, in order for them to really get a feel, especially um, onboarding employees virtually, it's so hard for them to understand, you know, without walking around the office. So bringing sort of like a comfortability level around onboarding and connecting virtually too, I think is, is really crucial during those times. What are some things that folks should maybe pay close attention to when starting a new job or getting an acclimated with a new company, uh, either in the traditional environment or in our virtual stage today? I think people should really take a look at the leadership team, really aligning themselves with the mission and values of a company. I think those are like the building blocks of where the organization looks to head in that direction. And certain things that people are passionate about, especially with this layer of COVID and the systemic racism issues that have really a lot or ultimately changed like where the um, company experiences are headed now. Like if things are important to really honing in on those during the interview process um, and just asking those harder questions, I think is important if um, you're searching for a new job in this, in this time. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because uh, I work with a lot of folks and they're always, you know, they're always worried about how far they should push on certain topics before they get an offer, right? That interview process can be very touchy. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the things that I try to think about is like, before you get an offer, try and have a very positive attitude and a very, I wanna work here attitude and things like that. Um, whereas I sometimes can see people, you know, ruin chances with maybe being too critical up front or being too, uh, standoffish. There's all sorts of things that can go wrong in hiring an HR, right? All sorts of personality yeah. quirks, but, um, how, I think it's interesting before we, you know, get into your story and everything, how would someone, how would you recommend someone broach those topics? Cause I think that when people typically start talking about them, especially if they're not practiced talking about them, it can bring up a lot of emotions and a lot of fears and, and things like that. Um, what do you think the best ways to talk about big issues uh, would be in an interview? How do you bring those things up? Yeah, those are some tough questions for sure. Um, and hard to answer from an HR side too, right? Like getting those questions is daunting, but at the same time, very realistic. So. I would approach it and just say like laying the groundwork saying that you understand all of these relevant um, events that are going on in the world and um, if that company responds in a way that aligns to um, what you're passionate about and what you value then I think that's the right move for you and if they come back with a response that um, is a little fishy or murky and you're not really sure, you know, if they don't have a clear direction where they're going. I think that's kind of a telltale sign to, um, if they can't give you like an open, honest, transparent answer right at this time, I think um, that's kind of a sign to keep keep going, like good mm -hmm. practice. But yeah, I think it, it's tough for sure um, on both ends, but definitely necessary if that's a place that you see yourself working at and building yeah. a career out of. So. Yeah. Tone is so important. It's the way that you build context around conversations is, is incredibly important. Sure. I know it's also something that companies are when they're onboarding and when they're offboarding, they're always trying to 
strike a good balance. Not always successfully, but they're trying. <laughs> um, so take us back in time a little bit. When you had your layoff experience, what type of work were you doing back then? And uh, just kind of bring us back to that time in your life. Like you mentioned, a little bit over a year ago now, um, I was working more on the benefits side of HR. So we, um, our, that company specifically was more of a benefits administrator. So they were like a third party um, consultant, if you will, that provided benefits um, and the administration of that whole process to any type of client. So my team specifically was on a larger client and was really working with, um, you know, customer support and benefit issues, resolving tickets, things like that. And it was, it was kind of ironic. So my manager and I at the time, we often butted heads, um, a lot of communication gaps, um, different styles of work, different, different everything it felt like. So um, when the time when I got the call about my layoff, um, backtracked to about a month before that, I would say, um, reached out to some peers, some mentors at that company, and they advised me to speak to my manager's boss. So go one step ahead and just, you know, confront these issues, get advice on how I can talk to this manager better, maybe work a little bit more smoothly and um, with her to resolve some issues. And so I had set up or requested to set up a meeting with my manager's boss at that time. Um, and that kept that meeting kept getting pushed further and further back. So that was like a first sign that I wasn't really feeling valued or seen, mm. um, like my voice was heard. So then finally got that meeting on the calendar about a month and a half later. Ironically, it was on the same day that I received the call about my layoff. Um, so that meeting was set to be in the afternoon and I got a, an instant message that morning from my manager like, hey, can we have a immediate one-on-one, -on -one, um, please go into a room, close the door, et cetera. And so- it, Oh, that's how that it was phrased? On, <laughs> yeah, it, from oh, wow. that moment on, it was just like, could tell that my manager was reading off of a piece of paper, you know, certain talking points and it felt very robotic. Um, and I was just like jaw to the floor, like what in the world? And I couldn't help but think um, that it was just like a personal, for lack of a better term, attack, you know, mm -hmm. like we just weren't getting along. And so um, my manager explained that my position was eliminated, my employment was terminated, effective two weeks out. And so I just like, ultimately at that time, my like heart and soul for the job had dwindled down to a very small thread. So um, that wasn't too hard, but like the personal piece was really hard for me to understand and grasp. And so um, my manager's boss reached out to me later that day and was like, I realized the message that you were delivered, you can go home. And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I would love to continue this conversation with you, you know, in case um, any additional employees have this issue or just want to bring this up to you and bring this really to keeping attention. the HR so, hat on there. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, I, at that point, too, I had nothing to lose, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I was like gung-ho, you know, I had all my notes um, spelled out and what I wanted to say. And so got my message across during that meeting, I think. Um, it was pretty emotional, but at the same time, I was just given that news that, you know, I was um, terminated from the company. So it was hard. I mean, it was such a nice summer day, and I feel like I try to be such a positive person, but like... I felt like I was in a movie or something, like going home on the train, you know, on a 
nice day. Um, the irony of it was just, just crazy. So it was a whirlwind for sure, but definitely how I hope um, or I wish no other employees received that message. <laughs> yeah, definitely a whirlwind. I think it's, it's the most interesting part of that story to me is how they were not letting you have a voice for quite some time leading up to the actual day. And then they're like, well, we'll do it this morning and then we'll still silence her voice in the afternoon. No, you're, you're going to get your voice heard. And I love that you (laughs) stepped up and made sure that that happened. As you were going through that, you mentioned it was kind of like, it sort of dwindled over time and kind of your emotional connection to that role sort of dwindled over time. And I always think it's interesting to go back to the beginning of a job after you've kind of reflected on the end, what was it that attracted to you in that, to that company in the first place? What were the things that you valued that you were hoping to explore in that role? And, and how much of it were you able to get to explore there, even though it ended with a layoff? That's a good question, too. I think that that job specifically, we were hired in with about 30 to 40 other fresh college grads. So um, first job out of college, you know, you're looking to make connections. And so that was really important to me. Um, And then just getting a lot of HR experience, I really didn't have much um, to speak on or to um, network with. So just getting any kind of HR experience, I was excited about that. Um, And then this job specifically, they had an office out in the Chicago suburbs, but they also had a um, office in the Chicago Loop. So I was really excited, you know, living downtown Chicago, being able to commute down there was really exciting instead of taking a metro or a drive out to the suburbs. So unfortunately, that never really happened for me, which made my um, dedication dwindle. And so it was also hard because like I mentioned, starting with so many other um younger people. When I was um, laid off that day, I was the only one in my higher class who was laid off. So that led to a lot of feelings of isolation and, you know, again, hitting that personal heartstring. Like, why why me? Why does this just happening to one out of 40 of us? So, mm. so yeah. That's tough. And it is interesting when, when you have one of those moments and you're not connecting with a boss or, or, you know, clashing with a boss. I've definitely been in those situations before. It, it can be really difficult to try and mend those, those relationships, right? Especially when it just like continues every day to just be whatever the thing is, personality, differences in opinion, whatever it might be. Um, and I always find that so fascinating. What were some of the things, you know, as you've continued to move forward in your career, what, what's different today? That, that looking back, you might say, I would approach that differently, or maybe I couldn't change anything and that was totally fine. Well, when you reflect on those interactions, um, I know when I look back on some of my, my managerial um, you know, difficulties, I'm like, oh, well, I had anxiety back then. That probably didn't help out much. And uh, there's probably definitely a few things I could have done to manage that situation better. But for you, what, what would you look back and maybe say to yourself, while you're in that role, or is it kind of a blessing in disguise at at the end of the day? Yeah, I think your manager is that um, orientation is so hard because that's one of the only things in a job that you can't really decide on your own when you're applying to a company or to a specific job. You don't really get much say in that. And so 
it's interesting i think it's kind of one of those like everything happens for a reason things and totally think it was a blessing in disguise but i feel like that experience my first job out of college really allowed me to ask those questions in um, future interviews so like communication styles um, what is the team culture like how do you work with your employees um, are they able to offer feedback to you or is it just um, a, a downward feedback structure um, so definitely being able to reflect on those negative experiences and turning them into interview questions and um, specifically finding out in the interview process who your manager is going to be and then having the opportunity to have that kind of dialogue where you can really hone in on how they work with their current employees and I feel like during the interview process too you can get a you can gauge their communication style during that time and so me for me that was really important to have a manager or colleague that I felt like I was really going to connect with who really understood um, the flexibility and communication things like that so it definitely was a blessing in disguise and um, all experiences are good ones the ones that you can learn from so I really do appreciate, um, even though it was hard in the moment, but appreciate it looking back. Yeah, that's such a great, you know, outlook to have on the whole thing. Because I, I do think that, you know, sometimes I'll talk to people and they'll be like, well, this is the first job I got out of school and I've been here for 20 years and now I'm going to go job search. And I'm like, oh boy, you've got a lot of things to learn. <laughs> a lot of, oh, yeah. a, a lot of things that you've not experienced. And, it, you know, sometimes I'm really grateful that I, I've had those tough experiences so early on that now I can, you know, better navigate and similar with you. Let, let's move on to the, that moment. So it's a beautiful day. You're, you're leaving the office. You've said your piece and, you know, it's gotten a little emotional, but now you're, you know, what day of the week was it? Was it early in the week or late in the week? It was a Thursday. Okay. So you had a Friday off, which is always nice. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> a Friday to sit in my apartment and <laughs> emotionally eat and cook. <laughs> oh, nice. That's, that's, so that's how you coped. You went home and you, yes. and you cooked up something. What did you cook that next day? I think I just had like pancakes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I feel like that's just my go-to. And then immediately the next day I hopped on a train back home to Michigan and just gave my parents a big hug. And it, like during that time, you need such a support system. Um, it's kind of like a breakup, right? Like you need to surround yourself with people and whether that be like family, friends, support systems, therapists, um, whatever it is, like Absolutely. that's just, that was so important. So. And how long were you in that job? I was in that job for 13 months, so a little over a year. Nice. And so you go home, you're with your family. And how long did it take for you to get back to, uh, you know, a place where you were ready to start looking for the next thing? I ended up being unemployed for three months. Um, I, but I think it took that whole first month for me to understand, like, this wasn't a um, attack on me or anything I did personally. Um, understanding that this happens to so many people um, every year, every month, and really allowing myself to like take a step back and decide what I value in a company, what I would like in a next role, um, giving me the opportunity to like shift and look at other career paths, like. I think just taking a step back and looking at the bigger picture and then listening to others and their experiences too. So it really took like that whole first month for me to 
come back to Chicago and be like, okay, we can do this. We have support. Um, and like, there will be another day. Were there any like resources that really helped? Um, anything that you read or listened to any, re any like, um, or, or, or people in your life that really helped you get back on track? Yeah, there was a couple peers and mentors from that previous company that I kept in touch with, um, people I really connected to emotionally, um, and so kept in touch with them. I really made it a priority for me to get out of my apartment at least once a day. I think that really helped my mental health. Um, so whether it was like going and working at a coffee shop or going to dinner with a friend or um, even just getting on a phone call with my parents and walking around the block or something like that made a huge difference and having something to look forward to or planning um, a trip to visit friends, um, anything like that really, really helped me personally. Um, I learned a lot of like cheap hacks like going to your library and bringing your own cup of coffee instead of paying five dollars and sitting at a coffee shop um so just small things like that really paid off and um going to the career therapy meetup was awesome like knowing that i'm not alone and hearing 13 other people be like yeah i was laid off too <laughs> yeah and that's i i appreciate you bringing that up because that is such a funny sort of <laughs> circle back to the podcast here right uh we met yeah, when totally. was that how, how long ago was it that we met i think it was september so a year ago wow so that was like one of the real early ones um were we still at the uh we were still <laughs> at the chicago athletic association right um we were at the a tech boot camp oh we were at um, actualized at that like point oh yeah that's yes, right now yeah. i'm remembering that's awesome <laughs> um, and so what, what, how did you come across that? Cause I think that there's, um, sometimes when we're like deep in the job search, uh, it can be so overwhelming that we forget all the resources that are out there. Right. Um, mm -hmm. for even forget how to like Google questions <laughs> <I> find, <laughs> happens a lot. Um, how did you end up coming across, you know, that meetup and, and maybe even some others that you would recommend other people to check out? A friend actually referred me to the meetup website and I was like yeah it'd be great to just like have some more human interaction you know like instead of me just um, being by myself by nature I feel like I'm an introvert so it really helped me get out of my box going to um, meetups and the career therapy one especially I feel like I could relate in every aspect but I, I didn't go to any other meetups um, but I feel like from there, it, a, lot, a lot of my questions were answered. Like I felt more confident reaching out to people on LinkedIn. Um, so made a lot of um, further connections that way, which, which really helped me. That's awesome. And how did you approach LinkedIn? Like LinkedIn was such a new world to me. I mean, being in HR, we, are, we need to be really familiar with it. I'm not so much on the recruiting uh, front end side of that. So I never really knew how to navigate reaching out to people I had never met before in person. Um, so a lot of those like prompts really helped me. Um, I think having specific questions to ask instead of just asking, hey, can I pick your brain? Um, specific questions either about a company or their experience or about a job posting, that really helped. Um, and also, I think you had mentioned this in the meetup, but like acknowledging or recognizing something that they had done. Um, like congratulating them on some recent work or something like that. People love to 
be thanked and talk about themselves. So um, really learned a lot from that. And it, it definitely goes a long way for sure. That's awesome. And now that you're, you know, back in a role, how did you, how did that process go for you? I think it's always interesting to, you know, so we, we've talked about the beginning of your search and, and kind of how you've slowly pushed your comfort zone and slowly got out there and started meeting people. I think that's so important, especially because you identified as a, an introvert, right? A lot of times people say, well, I'm an introvert, so I just don't do that stuff. And mm -hmm. kudos to you for pushing through that. Was that a, a big moment to kind of push through? Or were you, have you always been kind of pushing that comfort zone as far as you can? I feel like I, ha I force myself to get out of that comfort zone. Um, I'm originally from a small town in Michigan. So deciding to go to college in a big city was like step one. And then from there meeting new people that I had never met before um, from all kinds of different suburbs. I never really used the term suburbs. So just like meeting people um, in Chicago and then from there, just like, you know, putting myself out there. I feel like once I get too comfortable, I need to feel uncomfortable again. And that's where I feel like you grow the most. And so that three month window of being unemployed was such an uncomfortable time in my life. But I really feel like I grew a ton from that um, emotionally and mentally, so. That's amazing. And so then you start going out and you're applying for stuff. How did you end up coming across the role that you're in now? Yeah, it's actually so funny. So like I spent three months applying or two months applying for jobs, right? You know, you're sending out resumes, networking the people and someone from a class in Loyola actually reached out to me, one of my old friends in an HR class and was like, hey, I'm recruiting for this company. I know you're in HR. How would you feel about this job? I can get you an interview tomorrow or something. And wow. I was like, wow, yes. <laughs> This doesn't come across my plate every day. Um, yes, for sure. So it was so funny, like within the next day before I had even sent in my application, I was on the phone with a recruiter. After that, it was an in-person interview, um, you know, a more in-depth with my current manager um, and other members of the team. And then end of that week was the offer. So it was such a whirlwind and so funny that like networks and connections are everywhere. Um, and so just funny how you, you're not really looking in certain places and they come to you. Yeah. And I would even <laughs> say like, you know, even if it wasn't the place that you found the opportunity, the fact that you pushed yourself to go to meetups, the fact that you pushed yourself to reach out to people on LinkedIn and the fact that you're doing those things, all of it helps make that day that you get to the interview less daunting, right? I think there's this mm -hmm. sort of, if, if people think, well, I got to reach out to the right thing or I got to do the right thing. Right. Um, but then right. let's say you get your dream job on the first <laughs> on the first run <laughs> and you've done nothing except sit at home, and watch Netflix up until that point. It's going to be a real learning curve to go from zero to 60 oh, yeah. uh, in that conversation. <laughs> but you spent a few months kind of building up to that moment. I think that's really great uh, that you did put in that effort and kind of almost warmed the, uh, warmed the conversation for yourself up uh, before you even got there. Now that you're in the HR world again, and you're like really, you know, building these great experiences, what are some of the things that you kind of are taking away maybe from the roboticness of the, the layoff or, or the, the things that you went through in that first role? What are you, how has that informed how you're trying to build experiences now in your work? 
Yeah, I think that is so powerful for me personally. Um, I want to ensure that all of our new employees specifically really have a good experience and have sort of like a neutral third party as an HR employee being there um, as someone they can go to as a department they feel trusted and comfortable um, with. So for me personally, I've been building out um, scheduled check-ins with new employees. And so on a periodic basis, just checking in with them, seeing how they're doing, asking specific questions, setting goals, talking about things other than work, I think is really important. Um, just building that connection, providing different types of resources, really facilitating conversations with like, if they wanna talk to a manager on another team who they feel really inspired by, um, you know, setting them up with like a virtual coffee or just um, making connections across the business, I think is really key. And then um, bringing in that humanistic piece. So really excited to, as a um, HR team, we're facilitating a lot of conversations around diversity, inclusion, equity, things like that. And so bringing in more of like that listening factor instead of us um, speaking to employees, employees speaking to us and us being like an open ear for them. So I think that's that's been really crucial and important in these last couple months. I really like that, I, especially because I've heard from folks in the past, um, there's sort of a, some folks have a fear of going to HR and like talking about things mm -hmm. that have happened. And, you know, we've seen this in so many of the movements that are happening in the world um, where folks feel like they might be punished for going to HR for different reasons. What are some of the things that, what, what are some of the misconceptions people might have about human resources and, uh, and myths you might want to dispel for folks out there? Yeah, that's a good question. I think a lot of people think as HR as this team that controls their pay, their benefits, their rewards, their movement in the company. And while we do have a hand in those things, I don't think it's ultimately our main focus. Our focus is the employee is the employees like if our employee population didn't exist we we wouldn't exist you know um so that is our focus we really want to engage our employees in um making sure that they feel heard and valued um, with every action and communication that we release um and so i think that's really important also um i think it's a misconception that we are only focused on like what our leadership team wants us to do and financially. But I think it's important to know that we're here for our employees just as in um, to have an open conversation. Um, we're all humans first. And so I think it's really important to acknowledge that um, that's, that's why we're there and who we're there for. And we make decisions based on our employees and um, what they what they value and what they ultimately want out of their time at the company. Mm -hmm. And of course, HR is different at every company. But um, if someone is struggling, right, let's say someone is in the position you are in, you've got a boss, and you're having a hard time connecting with them or, you know, whatever the situation might be, what would you recommend that they do or recommend, you know, is going back to your own situation, what would you what would you say someone should do or how they could reach out to HR in those situations if, if that's even the right move? I would say first, I would recommend if you have a mentor in the company, um, reaching out to them just to provide some sort of friendly feedback in terms of like, you know, this is a safe space. 
nothing is um, impacting HR, et cetera, talent. And then I would also consider reaching out. We have an employee relations team within our HR team and, and maybe other organizations have that as well. So I'd recommend reaching out to them. Their specific role is to um, speak to employees have those tougher conversations in a confidential space. I would also recommend if your organization has an employee assistance program, um, those are usually free and confidential ways to speak to professionals um, in any space. So whether it's mental health um, specific organization things, um, having a hard time with your manager, things like that, they usually offer um, different sessions um, with a professional in that field. So recommend checking out the different benefits that you may have and then talking to different people on your team and seeing if they have had that issue as well or if they're facing different challenges like that and see how they got around it. I think that was definitely an outlet for me was speaking to team members and understanding how how they um, went over those hurdles with uh, with our manager. So. But at the end of the day, like it, that's the issue, issue is between you and your manager. And if that's not being resolved and you've went to all of those different resources and talked to as many people as you can, then maybe maybe that's not the opportunity for you. And this is a learning learning opportunity um, like it was for me. And so that's your your cue to um, look for opportunities elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And is there anything that folks come to HR to talk about that it's not the right place to go, that, that these are things that they should take, you know, somewhere in their personal life or somewhere else. Any odd requests that you get? I don't really get much specifically being in um, more of the structured processing mm -hmm. roles like payroll and things like that. But um, there are a lot of requests for specific benefits um, in terms of our employee population. So um, we've recently added pet insurance to our benefit um, package. We recently are in the process of um, adding domestic partners to our coverages. So really excited to just have those opportunities for employees and ensure again that we're um, aligning with their values and um, ultimately we're, we're there for them, so. Yeah. And maybe one one more question I can ask and in, in to help some folks who are going through the job search right now. When it comes to negotiations, do you have any tips for folks who are out there? Yeah, I feel like I struggle with this a lot as an introvert um, and, you know, initiating that conversation. So this is hard for me too personally, but I think um, it goes back to stating your value and stating, um, restating your experience and ultimately how excited you are to join the company. I think a lot of companies, especially during these times that are hiring, are hiring for a reason and for a purpose. And so um, they wanna get people in the door. And if you're really excited about the organization and you can show them how much you can make an impact, um, then that's the perfect way to segue into like financially where you stand. And I think it's really important also to do your research. Um, <laughs> just a funny side story. I didn't do enough research for this current job that I was in. And so I came in at a way different place than what I was expecting. And so really um, would like to focus on the importance of doing your research, no, um, noticing the trends in your industry, 
what that looks like. And um, if you have friends or connections in the industry, talking to them about that too. I know some people won't be super specific about um, numbers, but you can usually gauge a range. So utilizing your connections too. And then ultimately, if you don't come to a fair, what you feel is a fair negotiation, I feel like if you're not feeling valued when you walk in the door, then again, maybe that's not um, the place for you. So really highlighting your, your excitement, your experience, and do your research. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, doing the research is a tough one. And sometimes <laughs> like uh, we, we try and say, um, reach out to folks. And instead of asking them what they make now, ask them what they made in their first role because that'll give you a little bit better of an understanding and then you kind of calculate things out from there. Um, <laughs> and where's this all heading for you? What, do, what are you looking forward to in the future? Yeah, so I'm so excited for the future. I feel like these times are leading to a lot of really um, hard but necessary conversations and um, businesses making a lot of improvements on a ton of different fronts. Um, so my ultimate goal and um, passion lies in corporate social responsibility. So really helping businesses um, work towards a bottom line that highlights people, planet, and profit. So really all of those aspects, which um, sound good and sound like, wow, that's a really great thing to do. But I think they're just like necessary things, you know, like in order to be um, businesses that are sustainable and want to survive for a long time, you have to address those issues, I think. And so um, it starts with your employees and building that culture. And so really want to work with businesses to better understand how they can get involved in that, um, how they can keep their employees engaged in that space, how they can, um, I'm working on now, like work at a financial tech company and that doesn't really, it's not an easy way to align with like um, sustainability, you know, so finding ways to um, invest in that space and especially not financially, right? Right now, financials are hard and um, companies are working to save costs. So um, focusing on ways that employees and companies can be involved in their communities and in that space while um, doing good um, and being a force for change, but while um, saving some saving money and doing it in a way that's impactful. I love that. And if there's folks out <laughs> there who are as excited about these topics as you, what would be the best way for them to get in touch? Yeah, so email is a great way. Um, first name, last name at gmail.com and then LinkedIn as well too. I feel like I'm scrolling LinkedIn all the time. So hit me up on there as well. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Gabrielle. It's been wonderful hearing your story and, uh, and sharing it with everyone. I think it's really helpful to even hear, you know, the HR world's perspective on this whole, <laughs> whole, whole experience that so many of us go through. Yeah, thank you so much, Martin. Really appreciated the time today. Thanks so much for stopping by this episode of the Career Therapy Podcast. It's been a pleasure having you. And if you're curious about what we do here at Career Therapy, head on over to www.careertherapy.com to see all of our coaching options, resources, and links to other things we got going on. If you would like to share your story on this podcast, something that you've gone through, a transition you've experienced in your career, whether it's 
getting a job after college or going through a layoff or getting back into the workforce after raising your family, we would love to hear from you. Head over to linkedin.com slash in slash Martin McGovern and shoot me a DM. Let me know what's going on and I'd really like to share your story with the world. What we're trying to do here is really normalize the emotional side of the job search because we all go through it. We all have tough times in our careers and sharing these stories really helps people feel less alone and feel more empowered to take their career back into their own hands and make something of it. So thank you again for stopping by. If you'd like to leave a like or a comment, subscribe or share, or leave us a review on iTunes, and I think maybe even Spotify, we'd really appreciate it. Best of luck to you in all of your career endeavors, and I'll see you on the next episode. Cheers.